Welcome to the Inner Feminine Beast Podcast, where I'm teaching you how to be the highest version of yourself that has the power, strength, courage, and clarity to claim the life you desire and have it emerge through here in the physical. This podcast will empower you to use the laws of the universe and align with your intuition, create big wins in business by teaching you winning sales strategies and wealth practices, my secrets to healthier relationships, better health, and living like the fierce woman you are. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant, a dedicated student to metaphysics, a self-made millionaire, and a CEO. Let's get it going and unleash your inner feminine beast. Hey, hey, IFB. Okay, so today we're going to talk a lot about the psychology of different types of buyers. Okay. As soon as I go over this, you're going to be like, Oh, yup. I know exactly what you're talking about. And my goal here is for you to really have clarity of who it is you want to be connecting with. Um, recently in one of our past episodes, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. We talked about the five top profit producing activities you must be doing every day to make sure that you're making sales. And one of the big things is connecting with ideal clients. Now there's several things that you must be looking for on how to qualify people, but at the same time, one of those things is, can they afford you? right? We've all had the price objection before. Now I will say something about this. Okay. Now the price objection comes up and as it comes up, you know, I work with my clients after having thousands of consults. I I know you think I'm like bullshitting. No, I swear I'm not. (laughs) I'm real with you on the show. I promise. But thousands of consults, um, you know, I used to have the price objection and I've seen after all of the objections out there, I feel like there's 13 main ones. Okay. There's some like really outlier ones once in a while, but there's 13 main ones that we see. And I love breaking down with my clients, like every single way to get over these objections. But one thing I will say about objection. Okay. This is really true and it might hurt a little bit in the beginning. Okay. But I can say this because I've done the work and I've learned to master it. When you have a price objection, you have to understand that everything on the outside of you is a reflection of what's happening within. See, this is where that spirituality, this is where that metaphysical like concept comes in. And this is the law of correspondence. The law of correspondence says as above, so below, which also means as within, so without. So basically what I'm saying is you have to realize everything on the outside of you is a reality that you created based on how you choose to label it on the inside and the work that you're doing internally, and you're just casting it out. Now, that's a really in-depth conversation that we'll have to save for another time, but trust me on this, okay? If you're getting objections and you're getting the same objection again and again and again, it's okay if like one comes up here, one comes up there. First of all, do you know how to actually uh, really provide clarity on that objection? Because I want to remind you, If somebody's on a call with you, they're interested. If someone's DMing you and showing up to your workshops or whatever it is that you're doing to promote your sales uh, and your services, I want you to know that if they are reaching out, they're interested. If they're saying no, it's not really a no. It's that you're maybe not giving enough clarity on what it is that they need support on to say yes. 
Okay. So an objection is a good thing. An objection is a gift. They're asking questions to get clarity. Are you making sure that you're presenting that clarity? But at the same time, we have to think about if we get the same objection again and again, what is the saying about us? So I remember I used to get price objection a lot years ago. And it's honestly because my money mindset fucking sucked. (laughs) All right. Like it was nowhere where it is now. I did a lot of the internal work. I made God my business partner. I decided to hire the mentors. I've had the spiritual mentors, the business mentors. I've done everything to give myself permission to increase my investments. Um, Just so you know, when I'm working with you as my client, I really don't like to use the word price very much because I'm not here to attract people who really shop off price. When you work with me, it's an investment. Why? Because there's a return. Okay. So I want you to see it as an investment. You know, sometimes I remember one time um, I was talking to somebody and they're like, I think I'll start a business because that'll be easy. (laughs) Are you laughing? I'm laughing, right? Yeah. Super easy. Um, So you go do that. Sure. Yeah. Well, how do I get started? Well, I know some great business consultants that can help you. Okay, great. How much is that going to cost? What's the price of that? Uh, well, the investment for working with them is, you know, like $1,500 a month. What? I would never spend that. Never spend that. Okay. But it's not spending. And there you are. Now you start convincing them, right? You can't want something more than somebody wants it for themselves. You can't convince people. All right. It's about conveying your message, standing in your truth, but also observing why is this happening? Because I'm putting something out. That same person will then go buy a $10,000, you know, Hawaii vacation or be at, you know, Disney world and, Y'all, you know, I love Disney. I go to Disney like once a month, sometimes twice, sometimes three times. I have a problem, right? (laughs) But it's because I can actually afford it. I have a living, a lifestyle that I'm able to do that. Um, It's understanding that I did the work to make the income and, and, and come over the objection. So in the beginning, I used to get a lot of the price objection, but I've done the work to the point now Nobody ever gets on the phone call with me that isn't closing. And what I mean by that is they might have questions, but we've already done enough of the qualifying work and we've built enough rapport and connection that I know that this is somebody I can really serve. And I know that they can afford my services because we make it very clear in our copy. We make it very clear that we work with multiple six and seven figure women, you know? So let's talk about this, right? There is the different psychology um, of different buyers. So there are people who purchase understanding cost, some people purchase understanding price, and some people really focus on value, all right? So you probably already know where I'm going with this. You want to attract people who see value, but let's start with the cost. People who shop off cost, um, I suppose this is not the most polite way to put it, but the most honest way to put it is that usually people who shop off cost are broke. Okay. Um, I was somebody who was extremely broke and I will tell you, I shopped off cost. (laughs) Like what I mean by this is, you know, I'm going to, I think everything is going out. I don't understand what I put out there comes back. I have lack and limitation and I'm constantly comparing what is going to be the less feeling of lack. So I don't really look about getting returns because my brain hasn't experienced that yet. I haven't been able to willing, willing 
I've been willing to see it differently. I haven't had the life experiences that have taught me that I've been very conditioned to be focused on lack and limitation, whether it's the way I was raised, whether that's something that happened in my life. You know, I'm a woman who years ago experienced a bankruptcy and lost everything financially. Okay. Technically it wasn't me. It was my husband, but you know, it's like when you're married, what's his is yours and vice versa. We went through it together and had $200 at one point. I was on the food stamps. I was getting help to send my kids to daycare so I can find a job. <laughs> I kid you not. How crazy is this? Cause it blows my mind. Let's think about it. It was probably four years ago. Oh my God. Four or five years ago, max five years that I was working a job making $11 an hour. I'm not shitting you. That woman does not exist anymore. Okay. So I can speak about this and I'm not being insulting. I'm telling you truth because I've been there. Um, it's not that there's anything like bad about me or wrong about me. It's just the story that I told myself. It was a belief. It was the bullshit lies I was believing about life. And, you know, I had the right to do that. That's my own story. Everybody has their own story. Remember, you're not here to convince people. You're here to convey your message, your story and how you can support. But some people you're never going to be able to convince. And that's not your job to, but people who go to the grocery store and pick up two cans of beans and say one is 69 cents and one's a dollar 30. Oh, hell no. I'm not, you know, buying the one thirty. Like that's somebody that maybe is not going to invest into your $30,000 packages. Okay. We just have to understand that fact. And it's not that we're mad about them. We're not like judging them. It just is what it is. That's the psychology of how they're buying. So you need to be careful if you are really paying attention to your most important asset, your time, that you're not spending time with people who purchase off a cost. Okay. So we need to understand that that is a true fact of life. That's, um, that's just how it is. But you have to be wise in your profit producing activities to make sure you're doing the right qualifying uh, questions and connections before you have a sales call with someone like that. Okay. You're going to send them off with love and uh, send them things that can help them to get better. Everybody has free will, everybody can choose to do the work. I'm a woman who did the work. All right. So you have people who buy off cost, then you have people who buy off price. What is it with people who buy off price? Well, they have more money and that's why they're willing to negotiate. They're willing to shop. Okay. Here's the thing you need to understand. I want you to say it with me. Okay. My pricing is my positioning. Did you say it? I didn't hear you. Say it with me. All right. Say it aloud. My pricing is my positioning. <laughs> You need to understand when you charge a lot, in fact, um, depending on when it's, if it's already came out or when the show does come out, I want you to listen to the show that I did with Chris Kenny. Uh, both of us do high ticket sales. It was really fun having a conversation with a masculine uh, opinion about it, but we were just talking about the fact, what's the difference between a $10,000 offer and a $30,000 offer? What's the difference? The difference is $20,000. <laughs> it's usually the same content, but it's the fact that you're charging more says that you are that much more confident in getting your clients results. I charge a lot. I do. And honestly, I'm, I'm letting you know, if we're going to say price, which again, that's not really my word. I like to say my investment, but since we're talking about price shopping here, my price is going to continue to go up. Why? Because the demand is building up because the results are building up. 
my confidence of getting those results are just stacking up, right? The validation is there, the testimonials, the case studies, it's the clients are getting wins. So you have to understand your pricing is your positioning. It doesn't mean that you have to have so much more value. Your $10,000 program has a lot of value, but it's at the same time, you need to make sure that your confidence is there. It's about, it's about that authority. It's about that posture. It's about understanding that you aren't messing around. You are committed to your client's results. And certainly I am. So you can charge us. So your pricing is your positioning. I always say this to my clients. Think about this. Do you believe that you are the Harvard of what you do? Yes. Am I right? Now, here's the thing. Please note, little asterisk. I am not connected to Harvard whatsoever, not affiliated. But when I say Harvard, we all know what that means. What does that mean? It means you're the creme de la creme. <laughs> it means you're the like top known authority in what you do, Ivy League. So if you are Harvard and somebody came up to you and said, hey, Harvard, I'm really interested in what you got. It's great, the results you're getting. But I just want to let you know that community college down there, they're a little cheaper. You want to work with me? What is Harvard going to say? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? What? Do you understand if you graduate Harvard, even with like a D minus, you're set. Like people know what that means. <laughs> okay. So um, here's the thing. Harvard's going to say, thank you for your interest. Thank you for your val- uh, seeing the value in me. But, um, you know, community college is great for some people. It's right down the road. And that's true. Okay. Some people really are just, you know, understand the value of Harvard. And some people only see the price. You can't convince them. Harvard does not convince people. Well, well, well see what, what we do better than the community colleges is, well, the community college doesn't have this. And did you know that they don't do that because they know they're an expert there. They know they're the best. You are the best. Think about how much you've invested in yourself. Think about the time and energy that you put into it. For me, I've gone to college, okay? I've gone to multiple colleges. I have minors, okay? I've invested just in the last three months over $150,000 in cash for my mentors and my support, okay? I've done the work. I've done the investment. I know what my worth is. If you can see me on video, all these books that you see behind me, I read all of them. I put the time in, the energy. Like, I know I'm an expert. So I stand at that. I remember that my pricing is my positioning. You are an expert. I guarantee it. I know you've got your client's results, but you're not going to attract people who really see that you are, you know, have that value if you're not confident in it. Your pricing is your positioning and you have to maintain that standard. So that's a really amazing way to put this. And what I want to say too is remember, it's okay. Community college is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's right for a lot of people. But these are two different models, okay? Community college is a scalable model that makes a lot of money. Community colleges make a lot of money, right? But they understand their model, who they for, and they have a lot more people be able to come in and go out. It's like a well-oiled machine. That's a scalable model. Then you have something that's more of a luxury tier, like Harvard. It's a lot more money to get in. And at the same time, it's much more picky and choosy about who comes in. They make a lot of money. I trust you. Okay. So both are good business models, but which one feels right for you? And if you don't know who you're serving, or if if you are having a, you are Harvard, but you're selling a community college kind of model, it's like knowing that you're Ferrari, but like selling, like acting like a Toyota. That's what my mentor, Yaya Picar, will say. <laughs> he says, Cynthia, you're a Bentley, baby. He's like, you're a Ferrari. He knows I drive a Maserati. So he's like, screw that. You're a Maserati. 
we can't have models that are like built for Toyotas. And you get that Toyotas aren't bad. Look around. You see Toyotas everywhere. They're making money, but you have to understand your business model. Okay. And so if you understand you want to make a lot of money, do less work, you have to understand pricing is your positioning. So at this point, when people are buying off price, what are they doing? They're shopping, they're negotiating. All right. Remember, you're the CEO of your company. You can do whatever you want. If you want to wheel and deal, you can. For me, I like to maintain a standard and make it very clear what my value is and track people who are willing to commit at that level. See, it's just a different vibe, but there's no right, there's no wrong. We're just understanding the psychology of the buyer and how the sales process works and understanding the model to support it with. All right. So the third person is value. Okay. This is what you want. This is that sweet spot. People who see your value. All right. Let's bring it back to Harvard. Okay. Again, I'm not affiliated putting that out there, but again, we know that they are the best. Um, <laughs> I have clients that go to Yale and Cornell and they're going to be yelling at me. They're going to be like, what are you doing? No. Okay. You just get the idea. It's it's not actually the best, but it's good. It's really good. Right. How's that? So anyway, um, going on a tangent. All right. So value, we want to attract people who see our value. This is people who are willing to pay. They're willing to pay. They understand that there's a cost of doing business. They understand that when they pay a certain amount, there's an equal exchange of commitment. Money is exchange of commitment. And so what they do is, hey, Harvard, I see the value of working with you. I see the value of attending your school. And I'm going to be honest with you. I cannot afford you, but I don't care because I don't care about the price. I am dedicated and committed I am not dabbling. I am not trying. I'm not figuring out. I know that I am the child of God and I am willing to do anything possible and put my money where my mouth is and not play my life on defense, hoping things work out for me. I'm ready to be playing offense and win this game of life. I'm all in, baby. I am getting to Harvard. So what am I going to do? I'm willing to get a loan. I'm willing to go to the freaking cousin who I cannot stand that cousin and ask her for help. I'm willing to get a second job. I'm willing to take big risks because I believe in big rewards. This is somebody who sees value. Now, again, we're not saying, please tell everybody to go get loans to work with you. If you feel very confident what you do and you know this person is willing to do the work, that's a different conversation. But there's also a lot of times that people have, you know, this happens to me. I've, I've seen this happen before in the past. There are women who make multiple millions of dollars. You're like, oh my gosh, I could change their life. I can't wait. Thank you, God, for sending my way. I'm going to help them to flip a few things and they can be making multiple, multiple millions more. I'm seeing eight figures for them. But guess what? If they don't see the value, they don't see the want and need, they can still price shop you. I've seen multiple million uh, people you know, sign up for something that's 10,000 and be like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, wait, what? It's it's just money mindset. Like every it's at different phases. But um, there's people who will price shop at certain, uh, you know, the amount of money doesn't change the character of the person. That's why it's important to understand the person, regardless of where they're at and their financials. Because again, there are some people that literally have no money that will make that money happen to work with you. And there's a lot of people that have that money who don't uh, will won't do the work. So you don't, it's not about who has the money. It's what is the psychology of the person and their relationship to money when it comes to you making sales and receiving that money? Boom. Like, are you getting it? Like, do you get it? Let me know if you got it. So I want you to be focusing on this. 
You need to make sure that people understand your value. If you're getting objections, it means one, you have to do the internal work. Okay. I'm being real with you. I did it. It'll, it'll change everything. Or two, you have to do a better job at explaining the value because you are worth it. I promise. I know you're an expert. You just have to really learn how to express this and articulate this in your copy, in, in your live videos, in your podcasting. Like you have to be clear on what that is. And again, that's something I really want to help and support you with. This is what I do is help you to explain that value and understand how to qualify and have the right conversations where you're consistently converting and not just depending on launches or conversion events. Okay. You're doing consistently building that pipeline and really just attracting people that light you up and that get those results. So I'm here to help you out. And again, thank you so much. If this is giving you a hoss today, if you benefited from this today, if you're like, damn, I took something away, I really want to encourage you. I want to thank you um, for the support by leaving a positive review, subscribing, sharing this. It means the world to me, mama. It really does. And go have fun selling. Just remember, you don't need people who are shopping your, your price. You're not here to negotiate. You have a standard. You're an IFB. You don't need to convince, just convey your message, stand in your truth, charge what you know you're worth and you can feel confident you can get the results at and attract people who really value that. Acknowledge it, embrace it, see it through. Thank you for listening to the Inner Feminine Beast podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review and follow me on socials for even more IFB content. Also, be sure to check out my sales is sexy and simple seminar and apply to get on the wait list. Registration page is linked in the episode summary. Can't wait to hear from you.